And may our gracious God bring to you this night his grace and his mercy and peace, which we know is through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. I always find it interesting, intriguing, when a new store opens up and they try to to grab the attention of the community and people to say, we're here, we're open, come visit, come by. Matter of fact, it was last week, about a week and a half ago, down in Texas, a family had purchased their own donut shop. And the grand opening day, by after three hours when it was open, they'd only sold about two dozen donuts. And it looked like a failure. It looked, it looked like a flop until the 10-year-old son decided to take it to social media. And he started posting here and there and everywhere about the new donut shop in town. And before 3 o'clock that afternoon, they had sold out. You see, what he had done is said, Mom and Dad started a new business and nobody's been showing up. Can you help them out? I don't know if that will always work in in every place, but I've seen where they, they have all the balloons and all the special giveaways. They'll have spotlights shining up into the skies. They'll have bands. They'll have celebrities. You name it, they'll go to no extent to grab the attention of people to have them show up. And yet when we read the Word of God and the story of Jesus Christ's death, when God desired the attention of people to be put on his son's death at the cross for the sins of the world, God outdid everybody. He used an earthquake. The intention of the Jewish leaders of Jesus' day was not to draw attention to Jesus. As a matter of fact, their plot and their plan was how quickly and how quietly can we put him to death without anybody else knowing about it? We learn from God's word those people were moved by hatred and jealousy. So that's why they made plans to kill Jesus. Jesus had called them hypocrites. Jesus had tried to tell them how they should be running their temple. And in the temple, Jesus said, this is my father's house. And he threw out the money changers. He was critical of the Jewish leaders' lifestyles. And so they made plans to shut Jesus up, to get rid of him, to foolishly believe that Jesus' death would be the end of him and the end of his message. Here's how Matthew writes it in chapter 26. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. And then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they plotted to arrest Jesus in some sly way and kill him. But not during the feast, or there may be a riot among the people. And following this quiet plot and plan would be Jesus' betrayal, Jesus' arrest, his mock trial, a Pilate delivering Jesus over for crucifixion, and the crucifixion death itself. Certainly the Jewish leaders believed that their plan 
was working out just right. But God had other plans. He had a miracle in mind. As a matter of fact, this was one only one of many miracles that occurred during Jesus' last days here on this earth. But this one we want to focus on tonight is the miraculous earthquake. Uh, just out of curiosity, have any of you ever been in an earthquake? Have you? Can you tell me what it was like? Frightening? Nervous? Last week, somebody was sharing that they knew that this earthquake was coming. They rushed to the bathroom, and as they sat in the tub trying to be protected, they just watched the walls shake with an uncertainty whether they were going to cave in on them. I thank God I've never been in an earthquake, but I came close. Fort Wayne, Indiana, while I was attending seminary, it was a beautiful spring afternoon. Our two oldest children were outside in the backyard. The two boys were just playing nicely. I had been in the kitchen. My wife was in the living room. I was walking into the living room to say something to her, and all of a sudden, the whole house just shook. And for a moment, I looked around, and you wonder, what was going on? But the first words that came out of my mouth were these. What are those kids doing? And I quick went back out in the kitchen to take a look, and they're still playing away. And what had gone on? Quickly across the news on the TV came the announcement, the emergency status, that a tremor had gone through Fort Wayne, Indiana, of all places. It wasn't an earthquake magnitude, but certainly... Everybody felt it. It gets your attention. Because you're there, and you're helpless, and you're uncertain, and you don't know what's going to come next. I've heard it described that earthquakes, many times people see as the end of everything. But then there are some who tell you that after an earthquake occurs, it's the beginning of something new. So what caused the earthquake when Jesus died at the cross? Was it a coincidence? Not quite. You see, what the earthly leaders wanted to keep quiet, God wanted to broadcast to a world in need. He did not want the the death of his son, Jesus Christ, to be hidden from a world that needed to be spared from sin, death, and the power of the devil. And there at that moment, at the cross of Calvary, was being fulfilled the salvation of all people. That earthquake, for some, was calling out the end. But for many, that earthquake was calling out just the new beginning of what God was doing for his creation. Now, one of the interesting things about earthquakes is that when an earthquake occurs, and after it's gone, it's not a good thing for the people in that region to kind of just sit back, take a big sigh, and say, whew, that's all over with. Because there's oftentimes this thing called an aftershock. 
And they say that sometimes the aftershock can even be worse than the original earthquake. And those tremors that occur just remind us about what has already happened. I don't think that we can talk about the earthquake that occurred at Jesus' death without talking about the aftershocks. The aftershocks of what came from Jesus' death at the cross. The first of the aftershocks was Jesus' resurrection. Here people thought he had died, he had been put into the grave, and everything was over. And the aftershock of Jesus' resurrection was a victorious word of God saying, my son lives, your redeemer lives. And neither sin, nor death, nor hell can hold him down. And that aftershocks for us. His resurrection is for us so that we might have victory also. Another of the aftershocks from Jesus' earthquake death was Pentecost Day, where on that day those apostles of Jesus were blessed by the gift of the Holy Spirit to speak in the language of the people who had assembled in that place. And every one of them heard the message of Jesus Christ declared. And we're told that that day alone, 3,000 people were added to their numbers. And then it was the next day that Peter preached his sermon. And James and, excuse me, Peter and John healed a man that was born lame. And over 5,000 were added to their numbers. All of that of an aftershock of what Jesus' death brought to the world. And then we've got the inspiration of Scripture. For after Jesus' death, God inspired by his Holy Spirit, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, to write the history of Jesus' life here on earth about his death and about his resurrection so that generations to come could know about the change that God had brought by shaking the existence of the world through Jesus' death. And then a little later in the New Testament, you've got the, the conversion of Saul on the road to Damascus. This great persecutor of Christianity was changed because of Jesus Christ's death and his call to believe and to take hold of that message. But I don't want to forget the, maybe the most important one that comes out of Matthew 27, verse 54. Matthew writes, When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, They were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. An aftershock of Jesus' death is the proclamation of faith by people who didn't know him before that they might have hope today and tomorrow and forever. That aftershock or that earthquake occurred some 2,000 years ago. My friends, the aftershock is still here today of Jesus' death. Every time that you come to worship and you see a baptism up in front, 
and that infant or that child or that, that child, that young child, that boy, that elementary schooler or teenager or young adult or elderly person that receives the sacrament of baptism, the water and the word, we're told in Romans, they're baptized into Jesus' death. Jesus' death and its impact is still shaking and changing the world today. When we come to the altar and receive the very body and blood of Jesus Christ, sacrificed for our sins, we're experiencing the aftershock of Jesus' death. His death that sets us free and forgives us. Whenever you confess your sins, it's another aftershock of Jesus' death that brought forgiveness to the world in need. When you come to worship, and I saw the, the words there on the wall on the other side here. We preach Christ crucified. We join in worship of Jesus who died that we might live through him. And we still have that aftershock today. You see, we like the witnesses there of the earthquake find that our plans and our hopes, they can change drastically. Drastically because of Jesus Christ. For God displayed his power in that earthquake and we've been blessed today until we look to eternity by his grace and his mercy and his peace. So during these days of Advent, especially may the aftershock of that miraculous earthquake at Jesus' death change our hearts and change our minds and change our lives to be his, Christ Jesus, now and forever. Amen. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, thank you that you saw a world in need and you didn't let it change quietly. You you worked a miracle and you, you shook it up with an earthquake that all attention would be drawn to Jesus. Lord, continue to work your aftershocks in the world of need today that needs to know and trust and believe in Jesus Christ, the Savior, who is the only one who can set us free. Thank you, Lord, that we live in a day and a time that you continue by your Spirit to make Jesus Christ known. Help us, Lord, to hold on to him. But then also, Lord, help us to give him away to others so that they might know his victory over sin, death, and the grave for them for eternity. Thank you, Lord, for shaking our world up in Jesus. Amen.